Pardon? Abby Hamilton shifted in the chair, her armpits prickling with sweat in shock. Then she adjusted her green tabard. I don't understand. I'm terribly sorry, Abby, but it's down to cutbacks. Georgia Dawson, manager of Greenfield's care home, smiled, her grey eyes calm as she gazed at Abby. She didn't look terribly sorry. In fact, she didn't look sorry at all as she sat there, back ramrod straight, in her navy Marks and Spencer trouser suit, with her sleek grey bob that it was rumoured she had styled at John Frieda's ultra-chic London salon. Travelling from Manchester to London for an expensive haircut showed that Georgia certainly wasn't suffering from the cutbacks. We're having to let some staff go. We just can't afford to continue employing so many here when we've recently lost some of our residents. But you'll have more residents coming in. This place has a fabulous reputation, and of course you'll never run out of residents because everyone's got to grow old, right? Well, most people do. Indeed, we do have a fabulous reputation, and yes, we are highly likely to have more residents in future. Georgia pursed her bright red lips, then nodded, as if agreeing with herself. And I promise you, Abby, that if circumstances change, we won't hesitate to contact you. Abby took a deep breath and scanned the room, desperate for inspiration. Something to tell Georgia that would allow her to keep her job. It was all she had left. But the desk, piled with paperwork, and the Manchester City skyline through the first-floor window offered her no reprieve. We're giving you notice, as is written in your contract. Georgia's voice had risen, as if her throat was tightening as she delivered the news. But should you wish to leave sooner to find alternative employment, then I'm sure something can be arranged. Please don't do this. Please! I need this job. The room swayed and Abby gripped the sides of the chair to steady herself. These are difficult times. For everyone. The care home manager peered over her silver-rimmed half-moon glasses and her eyes hardened, their grey now flinty. So, if you don't mind, I have other staff to speak to. Let me know if you decide to work out your notice period. Abby got unsteadily to her feet. She'd lost her boyfriend, her home, and now her job in the space of six weeks. It was almost as if the universe was trying to tell her something. Or it would be if she believed in that kind of nonsense. She took the envelope that Georgia proffered, then trudged out of the air-conditioned office and into the corridor. Four of her colleagues were lined up there like naughty children waiting to see the head teacher. They stared at her, desperately reading her face for clues, so she dropped her eyes to the floor. She couldn't speak, couldn't even wish them luck as she made her way to the pokey staff room with its scale-encrusted kettle and five green-cushioned chairs. Sinking into one of them, Abby absent-mindedly fingered the slit where the orange foam was displayed like the innards of a body. She thought of the time she'd stuffed the foam back in during her coffee breaks only to return to the staff room to find that someone else had widened the split by picking at the seams, or had carelessly dropped biscuit crumbs into it. Abby took care of things. It was in her nature. But not everybody was like her. She knew that now for sure. But that was life. 